lives Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase I'm Betty, I'm a flight attendant for a major airline And I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and pilots And from traveling around the world Well, I haven't been doing that much traveling around the world (laughs) this month Because I I had a double flu, the flu blues I got this horrible cough, had to call in sick for work And uh, chills, fever, the the whole nine yards Started feeling better, went back to work, and I, I was flying with these other flight attendants who said, oh, you know, that darn thing comes back. She's like, I had to I had to go get, you know, antibiotics. She said it ended up being like a bronchial infection, and I went to training, and then sure enough, the darn thing comes back. And I, as soon as it was coming back, I went to the doctor because I'm like, I can't, you know, can't have this cold for like six weeks, you know, <laughs> and this horrible, scary cough. So I went to the doctor, and... The doctor said he thought I looked too good to prescribe anything. And you know what? At first you think it's a compliment, but later on I was thinking, screw you. You know, what do you mean? What? what? You know, like, I, I was sick. What does it matter what I look like? I was wrong. So he didn't give me anything. I went through, because he also said, well, it might not be the same thing. You might have just got, you know, two different flus, you know, like back-to-back flus. And... So basically, I just had to suffer through another, another horrible cough, chills, the whole thing. So anyway, I, I'm pretty much back. But if you notice anything strange in my voice in this episode, it's because I had the flu blues. But in this episode, we have really good stories about uh, slinging snot, deported divas, a food fight. And at the end of the episode, we have a story, one of my favorite stories that I've heard in a long time. So let's get on with the show. This is a very strange story. I was flying with a girl and she said that um, her whole crew, after they got in on a trip, had to go to the general offices. They had to go um, to speak with supervisors. And I was like, I've never heard of that. What? What in the world? What? What happened? And she was like, oh, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> we we have some strange flight attendants. Um, not that many. Um, in my current base, the further you are away from the uh, supervisors, you, you, the colorful people tend to go <laughs> far away. So if you're in, you know, a base where all the general offices are, you know, you, you pretty much toe the line because, you know, there's there's a lot of bigwigs and people around. So I don't see that many crazy flight attendants at the moment. And uh, she was saying, yeah, they all had to go to the jail. I'm like, what in the world for? And she's like, well... A passenger complained because this flight attendant, we have these little salad dressings 
in business class, a little vinaigrette, and sometimes they they can be frozen because of the dry ice or whatever. And so apparently she thought it was a good idea to put all those little salad dressings uh, in her bra <laughs> to defrost the salad dressings. Why on earth you would do that when we have a bun warmer, we have hot water from the coffee makers, and plus... Frozen salad dressing isn't that big of a deal. You know, like uh, passengers, could you could just rub them in between your hands. You know, anyway, <laughs> she decided to put them in her bra and some passenger saw her taking the salad dressings out of her bra and contacted the company. <laughs> you know, why not just put them in your underwear? <laughs> it's just so stupid. Don't touch me. So I'm always talking about when passengers say stupid things, but sometimes they say things that just completely throw you off guard. They just, you're, you're so used to this certain banter that when somebody says something really, you don't know if you're supposed to be offended or just laugh. Anyway, I'm on the beverage cart with this other girl and she, we're doing, you know, just a beverage service with uh, peanuts and... She said to this woman, the woman was like 50, totally normal looking, you know, not young, not old, just average female passenger at the window. And she said, would you like peanuts? And the woman said back, no, I only like nuts that swing. And she, <laughs> I could tell that she, she basically just froze like, I only like nuts that swing. And then she basically went, okay, yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, what was that? And she's like, she said she only likes nuts that swing. <laughs> so for, for the, the rest of the trip, it was swinging nuts, nuts that swing, swinging nuts. Okay, so I do a lot of ambient stories, but it sounds like you have one that's like a, a different vein. <laughs> yes, it was very crazy. Um, this one happened um, Atlanta to London, Heathrow, and uh, the every, everything was fly, fine till about three hours into the flight where this passenger, um, I think he'd only had like one drink during the flight. It doesn't take much though with the ambience. Oh, no. But all of a sudden he started slinging snot on the passengers right sitting all around him and they how, were how do you sling how I, do you have enough snot to sling I, I don't know <laughs> but they were they were getting up ready to fight him because they were they were ticked yeah so we the past the fledgens had to come back and say you, you know you gotta stop slinging so you gotta sling snot yeah exactly <laughs> so um <laughs> <laughs> so they bring him back to the back galley, and at this time he's not. Um, he appears to be intoxicated. We later find out that wasn't the case. Right. Um, but he was, you know, he tried to sit down on the jump seat, which, you know, you're right. not supposed to, but missed the jump seat, fell on the floor, <laughs> um, then started getting mad because people were trying to, you know, control him because right. he was out of control. So then he started, uh, started throwing punches. At, well, at, pass, at, at flight attendants and other people that were trying to control him. Um, luckily, we had two, um, two police, ex-policemen. One was a Irish policeman. 
they don't they don't take anything I want to so they um they got him they got him into the lab they got him in the lab and he started peeing all over all over the place like there was pee coming out of the lab door oh my gosh <laughs> so they finally they got him out after they got him out of the door out of the, the lab because he had a lighter in there too they got him out of the lab. They restrained him, strained his arms and his legs, and so they he put him. Swing snot. So yeah, well, there's because he was out of yeah. control. I'm just saying, he can't do it if you're. Yeah. So they had they sat with him for the rest of the flight. They put him in the middle, and the two ex policemen were sitting on either end. Yeah. The rest of the flight, he, they finally started getting information out of him and found out that he had taken an Ambien before he got on the plane. He never got went to sleep. Finally, like the last you know, maybe hour of the flight, because we almost diverted. We were this close yeah. to diverting. He finally fell asleep, and by the time he woke up, we had landed in here in Heathrow, and uh, police came on and took him off, and he was arrested. Yeah. Oh, and he groped one of the flight attendants. Oh forgot God. to mention that. <laughs> so, so he's not in groping. Yes. <laughs> and apparently this guy was an American that was coming over here to get his master's, and... Uh, was ended up getting thrown in jail. Doesn't remember any. They don't, they don't remember not either. one thing. He has like he woke up in the jail and had no idea what he was doing, where he was, had no no recollection. And then you tell them what they did, and they like, yeah. I would never die. <laughs> so, I would never do that. N- yeah. So the <laughs> so the basically the guy ended up getting arrested, going in jail for I don't know how long, and then getting sent back to the U.S. and is never allowed in Great Britain again. <laughs> <laughs> I do this thing where I can't remember if I told stories on the podcast or not because this happened to me and I, I tell the story all the time to other flight attendants because I know they'll understand it and think it's funny and, and I think that's why I chose not to tell it on the podcast because I was thinking you guys wouldn't totally understand but I'm going to give it a shot. So you know, we have crew rest on international flights where half of the crew or some of the crew goes on rest and the other people are on duty. And we have various uh, crew rest facilities. Sometimes they're downstairs, sometimes they're upstairs, and sometimes they're just passenger seats with a curtain around it. So I was on a plane with where we just have the passenger seats with the curtain around it. And, you know, they're not our favorites because it's just not very comfortable. As you well know, as a passenger, you know, just that little seat isn't isn't the best for sleeping, but we do have a pillow and a blanket. So here we were getting ready for a crew rest. And it's always kind of like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and get comfortable and hurry up and try to sleep. Because <laughs> you only have a short amount of time, maybe it's an hour, hour and a half. So I'd flown with this girl once before, and she was sitting at the window and I was at the aisle and I'm getting my blanket and pillow ready. And she says, um, you can just snuggle up against me. And I went, ha, <laughs> like my uncomfortable laugh. <laughs> I, I thought I'd never heard of this before. And I, I don't snuggle with women. I don't know. I, I, I'm not comfortable with that. And she goes, I'm not joking. Just snuggle up against me. And I went, ha, <laughs> it's kind of a scared laugh. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not joking. If you're not going to snuggle up against me, you sit at the window and I'll snuggle up against you. And I went, ha, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, she's like, well, this is what we always do. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. No, it's not what we always do. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the next day she was in a bad mood. And I said to her, she was on, a, we were on different crew rests. And I said, uh, are you going to ask the other flight attendant she was going to be sitting next to if they're going to snuggle? And she said, no. <laughs> and again, I went, ah. And I've been flying a lot of London lately. Um, in the winter, there's less international trips. So London is pretty junior, and I'm kind of junior for international. So, but I like London, so I'm I'm good with that. And uh, I've mentioned before that one of one of my pet peeves, even though it doesn't always get to me, but sometimes it does, that so many passengers don't travel with a pen. It seems like such a fundamental thing. I just can't imagine going on a trip without a pen. And lots of times, you know, that's skeptical of me, but lots of times they have a pen. They just don't want to stand up and get it out of their bag. So they'd rather ask me to go find one or get one out of my bag. So it's, it's, you know, it's a little petty nothing thing, but you know, it irritates flight attendants because it happens so frequently. So I was just flying with this guy (laughs) and he figured out a way (laughs) because they never one of the things that's irritating is they never give the pens back or rarely give the pens back so you know I'm just basically supplying pens to the passengers sometimes the airline gives them to us and sometimes they don't it's really a crapshoot so you know I have to carry these pens I take them from the hotels but you know they don't give them back so it's like a losing pen battle so this guy he this is how he decided to solve the problem he bought at some souvenir shop in London a giant pen we're talking a pen that's over a foot long and as wide wider than a folded umbrella we're talking a giant (laughs) comical (laughs) pen and when (laughs) he shoves it I wouldn't have any place to put this giant pen but he shoves it in the back of his pants and so when when the the passenger asks for a pen he whips out this giant thing (laughs) and you know they don't have the nerve to keep that (laughs) This is from many, many years ago. There was a pilot that was commuting from San Diego to Los Angeles. So he just drove from San Diego to Los Angeles and he just drove with his flip-flops. So when he got to Los Angeles to work his trip, he didn't have any shoes to wear with his uniform. He had forgotten them, he had left them at home. So he wore his socks through the airport and so we were on a long layover in Fresno 24 hours and we were next door to a mall so the captain told this first officer to go on his layover and buy some shoes to be able to wear with his uniform well I guess the pilot thought that I have a perfectly good pair of black shoes at home and who needs two pairs of black shoes so he chose not to buy any shoes on his layover he was still in his socks the next morning when we came through the airport. He was walking through his socks. Well, that was the last day that he ever got to wear his socks through the airport because he was terminated. <laughs> so I was working a flight to London, and actually I've been noticing a lot lately. I'm not sure why so many people are getting deported, but we have a lot of people getting deported. Uh You know, the customs people come to the airplane and they give us the passport and they say, you know, don't give them the passport till, you know, you're out of the country. And 
they wait there to make sure some, they don't run off or try to get off the plane to make sure they actually, you know, leave the United States. So it's all different kind of people that get deported. You know, they could be being deported for any number of reasons, just don't have their proper, you know, requirements, green card, whatever. It could be anything. We don't know. We don't have any reason to know. But uh, this young girl, she was a young Asian girl, I'd say early 20s, um, getting deported. So no big deal, you know. But this girl, um, first off, she told us she was sick and that she, this is like on the ground. And because on the ground, we normally, if somebody wants something to drink, we only give them water. And she's like, no, I need Coke. And the other flight attendant was like, well, if you're not feeling well, do you want some ginger ale or something that might settle your stomach? She's like, no, Coke. And we're like, all right. So we got her a Coke. And then, and then she stopped us again. This is all before, you know, that she's sick. And we weren't so sure if she was doing this because she was trying to get out of being deported. I don't know. But regardless, she was very high maintenance. You know, she needed a lot of attention, this young girl. And so... I, I sort of discounted the fact that she was sick um, because, you know, she wanted Coke. I don't know. She didn't seem sick. Uh, but then, you know, you never really know. So then in the middle of the flight, I'm just picking up trash and I look at her and all of a sudden she has these pustules, like bumps, like wet all over her face. And I was thinking, oh, Lordy, <laughs> my goodness, maybe, maybe she really is sick. She's dying. I mean, literally, I was just kind of like, <gasps> And then I realized she had put some sort of beauty mask on, some sort of wet, goopy mask, and only parts of it had dried, and that's why she had these these wet bumps all over her face. But at first, I thought she was, I thought, you know, she had some sort of horrible disease. <laughs> that's why she's getting deported. <laughs> but no, she just wanted to look good. So I don't think she was sick because, you know, I don't think, you know, your first thought is uh, beauty treatments when you're ill. So we then decided to name her the deported diva <laughs> and that was the same flight as the swinging balls so we're like we got swinging balls and deported diva Take me up, lay me on a cloud. <laughs> okay did you say it was on the l1011 on so the l1011 it was going to the west coast i can't remember where looking for a place to put this bag. Opened up the bin and all I could see were these green eyes. And I looked around and everyone pointed to this old lady. She had put her cat in the overhead bin. <laughs> it was in a little pet carrier. But she had put it in the overhead bin. Well, maybe she didn't like the cat that much. She was just old. <laughs> So we were boarding this flight, and I noticed right away this very handsome man that, that got in the plane because, uh, he, he, you know, there's just a certain type of person that he either had to be an actor or a musician. He was sitting in business class and, and was very handsome. Uh, I never bother any of those people. I didn't want to say anything. But uh, later on the flight, um, I was waiting to either use the restroom and he he came by and, and started up a conversation and that's the only reason why I would say anything and uh he was real friendly so I just said um you know you look really familiar are you an actor and he was like oh yeah uh and I didn't want to say you know I think actors hate when they're like what are you in you know they don't want to have to give you your resume but he said oh yeah I just finished a movie and we're doing a press junket and I was like oh what's what's the movie and he was like uh, Captain America 2 and it's like oh 
it was just fun. It's always fun talking to someone like that. We had a nice conversation. And then he was traveling with someone. I don't know if it was another actor. It could have been a manager. It could have been producer type. I don't know. But he he wasn't as friendly. And uh, he was kind of grumpy, really. <laughs> and so now I'm I'm at the door where the, the, the door is going to be opening with the agent. And the kind of grumpy Hollywood type producer guy is standing there and then the real handsome guy actor and I said um which I always say and I just said to the grumpy guy I said um the the door's going to come in and make a noise because some people get scared and 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 he says to me pretty condescending he goes yeah like I've never been on an airplane before and I don't let that kind of stuff bother me I just said well I'm sorry I say it to anyone just because you'll have passengers that'll go <gasps> And, you know, this kind of warmed the grumpy guy a little bit. He, st- he started to get better. And he said, uh, oh, yeah, did you see those dumb passengers? You know, passengers say, can say that about other passengers. I wouldn't call them that in front of other passengers. He goes, do you see those dumb passengers? They were looking for row. They were. They were looking for row 31 E and F in uh, business. And business was totally full. And I had noticed them right away because I was thinking, where are they going? <laughs> and uh, actually, that's not that dumb for us. But, you know, other passengers don't see the things that most dumb passengers do. So then I say to the grumpy guy and the handsome actor, I said, uh, oh, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> I said the other day, we were boarding and the flight attendant said to cross over and the lady crossed over and went out in the catering truck. And guess what? I got a big laugh from both the grumpy guy and the handsome actor and uh, totally warmed up the grumpy guy. And I thought, hey, I can still make these Hollywood types laugh. <laughs> it was kind of a fun Hollywood type grump moment. The sun is shining bright now. I'm for the day. So there has been a little confusion. My website is www.bettyinthesky.com because some people say, hey, there's no Amazon links on your website, but they're looking at the old website, which is a Libsyn address. So that's not the new website. Um, the website is www.bettyinthesky.com. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, if you go to my website first, click through the Amazon banner, I get a little something. It doesn't cost you anymore. And it just uh, spreads the wealth and spreads the good cheer. So thank you very much. Okay, uh, Orlando, Atlanta, short flight, what, 52 minutes, it's bumping first half, this guy gets sick. He's sitting in the middle, he gets sick, so he pukes over all three passengers. (laughs) He brings call bell, flight attendant in the mid, new hire, Yeah. Johnny on the spot. <laughs> he goes, this is my situation. I got it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm in the front. Had no clue of what was going on. 7-5. Uh, I'm doing the service. And I get to the back with the snacks. And the guy, the call bell is going off. You know, the, the call bell is in the lab. And the guy cracks the door. And he's. Almost, he's down in his underwear because he's thrown up over the everything. under everything. So he's trying to get somebody to get his bag so he that close. he can get close. Now this is a grown man, so it was you know it was kind of interesting. But the flight attendant, the new hire, he was very. This is my situation. I got, I got it. it. I got it. Move, move. <laughs> you know. So I love it. You never know who will fly by. 
I've been going to London a lot, and earlier this month, the weather in London was just unseasonably warm and beautiful. I literally got off the plane and I was like, wait a minute, where are we? What country is this? Because it felt like the Caribbean, for goodness sakes. And and it's March in London. And the thing that's so refreshing and lovely in London is that when the sun comes out, when it's the weather's beautiful and the sun's out, it's like the whole country celebrates. You know, they, they, you go, everybody's out in the park, everybody's outside, everybody's got a smile on their, on their face. It's like they, they flock outside to any green area. Um, and they just celebrate the sun in mass, you know, and it's, it's almost as refreshing as the sun itself. Thanks for the And it was telling me that uh, when she was rather junior, uh, you know, starting out as a flight attendant, there was this man uh, sleeping with one eye open. And what happens a lot with us is it's a, it's a, a fear we all have. We're just afraid somebody's dead. You know, it's like <laughs> we're just, you, you know, you, you, you don't want to ignore something that could be serious. So she said she and this other flight attendant were like putting their hands close to his mouth, getting up close to see if he was breathing. You know, they, 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 they just wanted to make sure he was okay. And what it turned out is the guy had a glass eye. So that's why it was open. But he woke up and he sees these two flight attendants with their hands near his face. And he was like, ah! <laughs> I was just boarding a plane, greeting passengers at the, at the door, and a gentleman came on, and I, I noticed he was an amputee, didn't have an oh, arm, yeah. and he came on, and I said, oh, excuse me, let me give you a hand. Oh, gosh. And I, you know, he lost it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. There's no recovery. And he had the best sense of humor about it. He just laughed. He said, yeah, I could use an extra one, you know. <laughs> Clayton was telling me this great story, but she didn't want to be recorded. It happens so often, people just don't like the sound of their voice. So you get me. So she said they were, she was really junior, like been flying two months. And they got sent to New York to fly like New York, Florida, New York, Florida on Christmas Day on the L-1011, which was our plane that was very difficult. I mean, especially if you're new because you got the lower galley, you got the elevators. It's really complicated. We used to serve meals. They were serving meals, Florida to New York. She said not only were the three of them that had been flying like two months, the rest of the crew from New York had been flying like one month. So nobody knew what they were doing. And almost all of them were crying because it was Christmas Day and it's the first time they're working on Christmas Day and they don't know what they're doing and they're on this scary plane. And she was saying it was so stressful and then the pilots were getting mad at them because they were so junior and they didn't know what they were doing. And they were serving these meals and back then when you had short flights with meals, the pilots were having to circle because they, they hadn't been able to get all the trays up. And the passengers had started putting their trays in the aisles and then they didn't know what to do and they were new. You know, it wouldn't happen you know, now that they're senior, you know, they, they'd have more control over things. But she said one of the passengers goes, food fight! And all the passengers started throwing the food at them. So here they are, working Christmas Day, don't know what they're doing, and the passengers are throwing food at them. She said all, all of them, the whole crew, were crying. We see all kinds of animals come on the airplane. One day I'm walking through the aisle, checking luggage and lap children, and I look by and I, and I walk by and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, that's not what I think I see, is it? And I back up 
and there is a turtle stuck on the window, all four feet with suction cups, just stuck on the airplane window at the gate. I don't understand. How did this, how, what do you mean suction cup? She had little gloves made for it, little footies. Wait, and turtle? A, turtle footies. <laughs> turtle footies. And attached a suction cup and put all four, and so he was stuck on the window. And I was like, ma'am, <laughs> can I help you? And she said, oh, this is Herman. <laughs> like I had to acknowledge Herman. I said, well, hi, Herman. She said, he likes to look out the window. And I said, may I ask how you know that? Yeah, I would you know that. Is he not terrified? She insists that he rides the airplane and he likes to look at the window. So then I told her that during take for takeoff and landing, all pets and children needed to be in their laps or in their enclosed carrier. Even Herman. Even Herman. <laughs> and he stayed there. I mean, he would just stick and his head would just look around like he was. Hey, I got to ask you, like, where do you think she got these turtle <laughs> suction cup footies? I don't, I don't even want to think about it. I'm thinking she made them. She, she had to make them to fit. A little draw, you know, like little drawstring on there, and then had attached custom, custom footies for Herman. <laughs> the and turtle. stuck to the window. And I said, and she probably does it in her car, wherever she, she takes does them. Do it in yeah, the car. any glass surface. She said, oh, he likes to look outside all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Herman. Well, that was one of my favorite stories I have heard in a long time because I can just picture the scared turtle. Because, you know, who knows if Herman likes being stuck to the window? Who knows if Herman isn't scared to death? Who knows if Herman isn't, you know, immobilized, stuck to a window going, ah, (laughs) in his in his turtle head, you know, like. I I think I would be scared if I had suction cups on me and I, and I was stuck somewhere. I, I'd be having my neck jutted out going, ah! <laughs> so that same day, uh, she told that story and we all thought it was so funny and we all kept talking about Herman. And then it got really bumpy. We hit some turbulence and the uh, pilots had come on and said, you know, flight attendants, take your seats. And there were four of us back in the back galley and there's only two seats. And to walk up to the middle of the cabin is even more dangerous. So two of us sat down and the other two were holding on. And this funny flight attendant, she took two plastic drink cups, stuck them to her hands and stuck them to the wall and went, I'm Herman. Ah! <laughs> that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Maybe with Herman going, ah! (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Yeah.